How's it going, guys? It's your boy Mike from Seattle, and I'm here again with Michael Zuber on his One Rental at a Time YouTube channel, and we're going to react to a video by Milton Friedman filmed almost 50 years ago about inflation. And what he is going to talk to us about is how inflation happens, how long it takes to take effect, and then his ideas of how long it takes to get rid of it. Now, it was an hour-long lecture, and I highly encourage everybody to watch it. I'll put the comment in the links below. I love listening to Milton Friedman. Um, and I had to try to clip down one, two and a half to three minute segment. So I'm sorry if I couldn't show his true expertise on the subject. That's what we have Mike here for to kind of in real time in today's terms, since Milton Friedman's no longer with us, to break it down for us today. Mike, are you ready? Absolutely. And if, if you are an economist or you study uh, the subject, Milton Friedman is the pinnacle Mount Rushmore, the guy. So uh, finding a video for him from 1970 is uh just freaking outstanding. So I look forward to seeing this. Perfect. Let's do it. So unemployment is not a cure for inflation, but it is an almost inevitable side effect of an effective cure. Now, why should that be? Why is it that there seems to be no way to cure inflation without going through at least a temporary period of relatively slow growth and relatively high unemployment? The answer is, fundamentally, because of the time delays between the turning of the printing press and the ultimate effects on output and on prices. Both ways you produce the same result. Look on the upgrade. Suppose the government first prints money and spends it to pay for its expenses. To begin with, the people who find themselves doing better business don't know, what's, don't know what the explanation is. Government is paying more money. Its employees have better salaries. They're coming to the store and buying more goods. The storekeeper is delighted to sell them at the same prices as before. Each man thinks this is something special happening to him. The shoe manufacturer says, ah, look, I can sell more shoes. The demand for shoes is going up. He doesn't recognize that what's really happening is that demand is going up everywhere. And then not only is the demand for shoes going up, but he's going to have to pay more to get labor. He's going to have to get, pay more to get leather. He's going to have to pay more to produce his product. But when that shows up, when after a while he finds out that his costs are up, then he suddenly discovers that he has to raise his prices to make both ends meet. And that's why, on the average in the United States over the past hundred years, an increase in the quantity of money has taken about five or six months to affect people's spending. The first thing that happened is people just have bigger bank accounts. Then it takes them a little while to realize that and they start spending it. And then it's another 12 to 18 months before that works through into prices. So on the average, over the past hundred years, there's been about a two-year interval between a more rapid increase in the quantity of money on the one hand and the inflationary effects of it on the other. All right, so he said a lot in there, but what I thought was truly prophetic, I mean, this is just insane when I listened to it, and I'm thinking, how are we doing this same thing 50 years later? On the average, five to six months before people's spending is affected after the government starts printing money. And then it's about two years total time until inflation occurs. Well, 2020, we started printing stimulus checks. And spring of 2022, 
we start seeing record high inflation titles left and right. 50 years later, we haven't learned a thing. Yeah. So first off, um, when you add the comment with this full video, I, I'm going to pin this to the top because people need to watch Milt Friedman. He is uh, he has a way of taking very complex economic terms and, and making them just, you know, junior high level for mm. folks. So, yeah, th he's he's a genius as far as I'm concerned. So absolutely there. Why am I concerned? And you've heard me talk about in the last two or three months. Wage inflation. Because I get it. We are at the two-year mark. I, I want to I want to, to remind you back to kind of Dave Ramsey ranting video we, we recorded earlier. He was talking about the supply chain. And I'm like, not really, right? It's like 25 or 30% and 70% too much goddamn money. Mm -hmm. And I want and I'm gonna relate this back to today. So over the last couple of years. We, we, we shoved $8 trillion into the economy. And oh, by the way, we told people they didn't need to pay their mortgage. They didn't need to pay their rent. They didn't need to pay the car payment. They didn't need to pay their student loans. So people's bank accounts got fatter. Just like Milton Freeman said. After people's bank accounts got fatter, we're creatures of habit. We start spending. So Walmart, Target, Every retailer on the planet starts selling more goods. Their shelves go bare. Guess what their people do? Oh, my God, we figured it out. We've got the magic touch. We need to double, triple order for things to come. Supply chain's a little rejiggered. Didn't all show up at the same time. Mm -hmm. Suddenly, we get into an environment post that. Economy opens up. Now, all of a sudden, the shelves are full of stuff. They have to discount it. This is all predictable. Why did I tell people last year that we should have a constitutional or whatever you, some kind of amendment to move Christmas to July and August? Because I knew this was going to happen. You don't like to hear this stuff, but I can see the future because I understand time lag. This is all predictable. Your consumer behavior is predictable because I've been watching it for 30 years and you all do the same shit every freaking time. It's just this mass of people behaving the same way and you operate in your own little silo. But as an economist, I see the wave move back and forth. It's so predictable. Yeah. And then lastly, unemployment. The fed knows they need to crush demand. And the only way they can do that is to scare the consumer. How is the consumer scared? It's when unemployment goes up. Even if they're still, like, we have unemployment go to 6%. We have 94% employment. Mm -hmm. But that will be, you know, it will go up 200% or whatever the percentage is. And people will be scared. We will spend less. So, yeah, uh, Milton Freeman is awesome. Again, all of this was predictable. Again, I and again, you go back and watch my videos. I told everybody we should move Christmas from December to July or August. Because I knew what was going to happen. And sure enough, it happened. All right. So this was his his first part of the of the video we're going to watch. This was the first clip where he talks about how inflation got set up, how long it takes to take effect. But now he's going to talk to us about the cure for inflation and how long that's going to take effect. So are you ready? Yeah, I am. Should be good. But the same thing happens the other way. 
if the government slows down its spending, in the first instance, people simply experiencing, experience that as slower demand for their products, and they tr tend to retrench. They tend to say, well, my inventories are going up, I better cut back production. It's only after a considerable interval that that's reflected in lower prices or in a slower rate of increase in prices and works its way through. So there is no way that I know to avoid the interim effect of slowing down inflation. In the long run, there is no relation between inflation and unemployment on the average. Woody talks, and again, it's hard to clip these things down and keep them without being 10 minutes long, but he went into this analogy where he explained that like an alcoholic who initially starts drinking, you don't feel the effects of the alcoholism until you've gone too far beyond reprieve. And in, the only way to get rid of it is you're going to have to put the bottle down, but it's not going to feel good to fall off the wagon, and it's going to hurt for some time. And to his first point, he said, unemployment isn't the cure for inflation, but it seems to be a necessary side effect of whatever the cure is. So in his opinion, there's going to be some pain. And as he just said there, there's going to be a time delay and lag between when the pain kicks in and how long it takes before we're finally out of it. So Mike, given his perspective and yours, how long do you think it's going to take for us to get ourselves out of this mess and back to two or 3% inflation? So I, I actually want to hit the very first thing he said that I think most people would have missed. He said right in the opening line, we have to have government spending slow down. And I've talked about this on the channel the last 45 days or so. Jerome Powell's job is actually extremely hard right now because the goddamn government is still spending. Talk about student loan forgiveness. Whether you like it or not, I don't give a rat's ass. That's another $500 billion in spending. We just had a trillion dollar or whatever it is, Bill, on this Build Back Better 2.0 or half what Inflation Reduction Act nonsense. Billions and billions. Of, the government is still spending. Let that sit for a minute. Jerome Powell is trying to get us out of this inflation environment and the government has spent over a trillion dollars in the last 90 days. Yeah, mixed messaging from the people in charge right there. There's no freaking mixed messaging. It's I, Everybody wants free shit. Let's give everybody free stuff and let's get through the, you know, the elections in November. It's not, it's not a secret. It's obvious. So again, how do you beat back inflation? The Fed has to raise rates to destabilize new borrowing, uh, which will slow uh, demand, will have a negative wealth effect, and un unemployment will rise. But the government's not done spending. So Jerome Powell can't do his job if the government keeps spending. I, I just want, I want, not, Milton Friedman said this in the 70s. It's still true today. Now let's go back to the bigger question. If you look out over the long duration, unemployment and inflation have no correl correl whatever. They're not correlated. However, they are extremely correlated at the extremes. And that's what he's talking about with the alcoholic analogy. If you go too far, your only answer is to go to AA and, and, and you can't drink ever again, right? You get these one-day chip or one-month chips or whatever they are. You just got to go cold turkey. 
And the byproduct of, of going cold turkey in this case is going to be higher unemployment. You have to, you as a consumer driven economy, 68, 67%, in order for the economy to contract and inflation to come down, you have to scare the consumer. And how is this consumer scared? It's either when they or someone they know is laid off. It's an unfortunate reality. It's just where we are. Well, Mike, I watch a lot of Milton Friedman, a lot of his different uh, lectures that he's given. So I'll probably try to pull some more clips. Please from those do. I love him. I it, love it's it's fun to watch him. Like you said, he does a great job of explaining things, but also it's just, it's just so crazy to me to realize 50 years later. You know, we're doing it again. And we're doing the exact same things. Nothing changes. It's just depressing. And, and this is why I keep telling people to go consume the 52-year spreadsheet because it won't be exact. But if you look at the stock market, the housing market, lending rates, the misery index, all of these things that we now have 52 years of history, the answers are right there. And for me, that was the aha moment a year, 18 months ago when I created that shirt. Um, what does it say? I use inflation to get rich. Ask me how. It's because I understood the 70s. And I understood we are going to repeat the same mistakes and it's all unfolding almost exactly as I thought it would. Well, cool, Mike. Uh, I enjoyed this. Hopefully people check this video and the other ones we did out. That's all I got for you. Thanks, buddy. Enjoy your time. And uh, let's not forget, you and I are going to do a couple of Saturday deep dives once yes. your schedule permits. So uh, we will be looking forward to those. Thanks, buddy. Where can people find you? Yeah, if you just look up on YouTube, Google, or Instagram, Millennial Mike, or you can find me on Mike's channel right here, usually lounging about making something worthwhile. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, buddy.